guys, what's going on? It's your girl Ty here to see you for together individual entertainment. Okay, so before I get into the stories, I gotta let you guys know how last night went because of the fact that, of course, Palace Entertainment decided to do Thursday nights for the last two weeks of this month. And from what I understand, um, last night I didn't really get to see a lot of what was happening outside, but um, in my opinion, in my very, very strong opinion, um, Let's just say it didn't exactly, um, go as planned. Um, yeah, um, what I'm trying to say is, there wasn't much to go by early when the haunt started to open up and everything, and I was in Malice in Wonderland, guys. I was in the, uh, tea party area a little bit. I was, um, I was in a different section, but from what I noticed and got to, and, um, so many other things, uh, yeah, so I was in Malice in Wonderland for a little bit, um, okay, so, the other thing was, I saw parents bringing in little kids and costumes and everything for Fan Fault Fest when I specifically advised on my podcast and on my YouTube not to bring your elementary through high school kids to the Thursday night Fan Fault Fest because it's a school night! Why would you want to bring your little kid to a Thursday night thing when it's a school night? Seriously? And we ended at 11, as usual. Bad idea. Bad, 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 bad idea, guys. And I'm getting into this once again. Do not bring elementary or high school kids to the Thursday night fan fall fest. Because it's a, thir- it's a Thursday school night. Do you know what I'm saying? So don't do it. Of course, we have one more. One more Thursday night, which is next week. But please, please, please. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why anybody does that. But like I said, on Thursday night, it's not crowded. It's not busy. It's really not like, I don't know how to explain it. Because of the fact that it's a school night. So, if you want to come down, come down. But don't, don't bring your elementary through high school. I don't know what's wrong with you guys, but believe me, don't do it. It's a school night. Oh, yeah. Also, we need to figure out what is happening next in Chapter 10, I believe, because of the fact that, well, where we left off, they were leaving the Raven Kings, um, nest or whatever it was, but, I mean, I'm just so excited. Alright, so, let's get into it. Jack and Annie perched on the ledge and peered into the nursery. Teddy's lantern and hazel twig were still on the floor. But there was no sign of Teddy. Teddy's not here yet, croaked Danny. Let's go ahead and put the diamond back in its place. Jack didn't move. He didn't want to give up. The diamond quite yet. It still made him feel incredibly bright. Jack croaked Danny. Let's put it back in, in its hiding place. I'll move the tapestry. Annie flapped into the long tapestry hanging on the wall. Fluttering... In the air, she took its edge in her beak. She tried to pull it aside, but it was too heavy. She let go. I can't move it, she croaked. Not as long as I'm a raven. I guess and we'll have to wait for Teddy to change it back to ourselves. She flapped it to the window ledge and landed beside Jack. Jack was relieved. The longer he could hold on to the diamond, the better. Hey, croaked Danny. Maybe we could use Teddy's magic hazel twig ourselves. I can come up with a better run than him anyway. It won't hurt to try. 
Jack shook his head, but Annie didn't notice she hopped down to the hazel twig under the window. She carefully picked it up with her beak. She fluttered back up to the ledge beside Jack. Then she moved her head back from side to side, passing the twig over to Jack's feather. Head this, his body, his wig, wings, and his claws, the twig passed over his feathery body and wings as fell. With the twig still in her beak, she made a deep croaking sound. Ha, ha, ree, ree, ja, ja, okni. Oh, hazel twig from hazel tree, make him jack and make me me. There was a mighty roar and a flash of light and a blast of heat. Then Jack and Annie giggled. Yippee! I made the magic work for us. Look! Jack looked down at his arms and legs and feet. Oh, man, he breathed. Ockney and jaw were gone. Annie and Jack were back. Jack wiggled his fingers and toes. He felt his face, his mouth, his nose, his ears. He loved having his own body back. Teddy's going to be so surprised in Annie. He acts uh, like he's the only kid who can't do magic. She looked around the nursery. Hi, we're back. She called to the invisible children. Guess what? We got the diamond. The diamond? Where is it? said Jack. I must have dropped it when you changed us. Suddenly, they heard a swoosh of flapping at the window. Teddy, cried Annie. She and Jack whirled around, but Teddy wasn't there. Instead, perched on the ledge of the nursery window was a horrifying creature, but he was part of human and part raven. He had silky feathers for hair, a beak for a nose, sharp claws, and a billowing feather cape that glistened in the moonlight like shiny black armor. Good evening, said the raising king. Uh-oh. Now that's a big shocker. What do you think the raven king... Once or what's he gonna do or all that stuff? We're just gonna wait till tomorrow to find out on chapter eleven. Now, as you know, every five days I get into another story, and today's story, since I'm head back to work tonight, we're gonna do Thomas. So yeah, we're gonna do Ghost on the Track. I wonder what that story is all about. Well, we're about to find out. It is almost time for Halloween on the island of Sodor! Yay! Island of Sodor! Thomas looks at the spooky decorations. He thinks the scarecrow is a little scary. Look! I think the scarecrow may have set up here. You can't tell, but it's a crease in there. Oh! There goes the scarecrow right there. Thomas is on his way to the Halloween party. A black cat crosses the track. Thomas' driver says, Black cats are bad luck. Ooh. Gordon is slow. Now Thomas is late. Thomas thinks he's having a bad luck. Bags of leaves are on the track. Thomas feels even more unlucky. Whoa, that's crazy. I don't know about you, but I don't know if that luck does exist or whatever. At the station, Thomas cannot see the children in their costumes. Thomas thinks black cats are the worst luck ever. Thomas' luck does not get any better. He has to stop again. 
Bernie zips past. Finally, Thomas gets to the Halloween party. He likes looking at the costumes. Thomas sees a ghost and another black cat. Will Thomas luck and get even worse? We're about to find out. But you know it's not a real black cat. It's just a child dressed up as a black cat. So Tom has a special Halloween surprise for Thomas. Thomas is happy to meet little Thomas. Little Thomas gives him a shiny red apple. Look! That's so cute! Thomas finds Mavis at the party. He tells her about little Thomas. Thomas thinks about the black cat he saw. Thomas still thinks the scarecrow is a little scary, but now he knows the black cats are good luck. Yay! That's awesome! So, even though this title is called A Ghost on the Track, I think we should have let him call it uh, Thomas's Bad Luck Day or something like that. But, for now, those are all the stories I have, but tomorrow we're going to get to another double story, and, of course... I will try my best to do live on Facebook to show you guys the monster pumpkin thingy that's happening on the North Shore and stuff. But in the meantime, this is Ty saying Happy Halloween! Bye!